Today on Not the Pastor, we have Brother Bill Prater with us. Brother Bill Prater was the pastor of the Fellowship Baptist Church in Liberal, Kansas for 20 years before transitioning the pastorate to his son, Tyler, and now Brother Prater serves as the staff evangelist. What is really interesting, though, is Brother Bill Prater's unique opportunity to reach his local police officers. You see, since 2016, Brother Prater has served as the police chaplain for his city's police force and was even hired on in 2017 as a police officer himself. Today we will discuss the opportunity for reaching police through a local police chaplaincy program. All right, well, Brother Prater, thank you for, for being willing to have this conversation uh, with us today. I, I want to jump right into it. Of course, you've been doing this for, maybe start out by telling us, how long have you been on the police force and uh, before that a, a police chaplain? I initially uh, was brought on as a chaplain in 2006, Mm -hmm. and I went to the, they approached me about going to the academy and coming to work in part-time as a patrol officer, and so that started in 2007. Okay, so those are two separate things. You started as a chaplain. Right. So this is not how it always goes for no. everybody this this is a kind of a unique deal and where you after you became a chaplain then you came on and went through the the academy and such and became a full-fledged police officer right honestly i've only known one other uh, man uh, church of god pastor in the, the tulsa area okay who has done the same thing mm. um as, as a pastor, yes, this, really, okay. It's very. I mean, it's just very unique. It right. was something that God uh, paved the way for. Right. And it's not something that I think uh, you know somebody looking to get into the chaplaincy. I don't think it's something they need to necessarily look look for, right? Um, because it it's just unique to yeah. to our department and you know to me to me personally. Yeah. I think. So it's not necessarily something that a guy should go in hoping for. Like no. this is the you, you would, yeah, that's helpful. That's good. Yeah. So let, let's talk about that idea of being a police chaplain for a minute. What what is your goal uh, as a or going into that? What was your goal as a police chaplain? Initially, um, my my goal was to find a way to get involved in our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a whole story connected to that as well, but I I had started to um, read and study and even preach a series on the prayer of Jabez. Okay. And, you know, part of, you know, his prayer was asking God to enlarge his coast. Right. Which, when you study that, I think in... in detail you find out that really what that meant was to give me more land mm-hmm. and things weren't any different then than they are now hmm. uh, the movers and shakers in any county mm-hmm. are always going to be the landowners hmm. the people who own you know the most land and yeah, yeah. It, that gives them more influence right and really that was my interpretation of what Jabez was praying for. And so I okay. began asking God to enlarge my coast, which in my heart meant give me an opportunity to have a bigger influence gotcha. in in my community. 
Okay. And, okay. and of course, there's other things to go with that. When in in Jabez day, when you had more land, yeah, you also had more responsibility, right? Which meant you know you you had you had more crops, so it meant you had more crops to share, right? And, right. and so you know, I understood also if I was going to pray that God would enlarge my coast, that it was also going to bring on some added responsibility. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I understood that, and I didn't know where. God was going to do that. Okay. Um, I had some pastor friends who were police chaplains, hmm. and that kind of intrigued me. It, sure. it interested me, and yeah. um, so we had a young officer and his wife start visiting the church. Katie and I made a follow-up visit. Okay. And that's where I, you know, shared with Chris my, you know, desire, my interest. And so he told me who to contact, and I did, and there wasn't an opening. Okay. Um, maybe a, a couple of weeks, maybe a month later, he called me and said, there's an opening. Really? And so okay. I went back in, and um, that's when they they brought me on as a, as a chaplain. Okay. But that was my purpose for doing yes. it. Yes, increase that influence. I wanted, I, I needed to find a place to get involved in the community. Gotcha. And to lead the way and set the example in our church for not being so inward focused and being right. more, more yes. outward focused. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, leading your church in that direction. That's good. And, and maybe we shouldn't assume uh, that everybody knows exactly what goes into being a chaplain. What I mean, what does a chaplain do? What, what did you get hired on, the, quote unquote? The to easiest do? way to explain the chaplaincy. And you'll hear many chaplains explain it this way. It's a ministry of presence. Okay. Okay. Um, it's just, you know, a lot of people think, well, it's just no death notifications, which, sure. you know, that is part it's of part it. Of it and yeah. it's, it's, it's an unpleasant part of it. Mm. Um, do you do a lot of that? Not, not a lot. I haven't done a lot. We're just a community of 20,000. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's not um, a lot of call for that. Um, I have you know, responded to, uh, you know, scenes where there have been fatalities mm. and, you know, I've done what I do at that point. Yeah. Um, but really it, it also is just, just making yourself known, yes. um, you know, dropping in, uh, during the day, just, you know, say, Hey, how you doing? You know, right. What's going on? Yeah. Just poking your head in an office, say, Hey, Stop by to say hey, or yes. you know, bring. This is at the police department you're yeah. referring to yeah. with the officers. Yeah, the officers. and okay. you know, I mean, you might you might call dispatch and say, or text somebody and say, "Hey, I'm making a sonic run." Okay. Uh, you know, you guys want something? That's great. Yeah. Or your evidence technicians are in in our department. They're in another building. So they're kind of away from everybody, and, sure. you know, just texting the gals there, hey, making a sonic run. You guys want anything? Um, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Bring them, and I know it's a joke, but yeah. bring them donuts in the morning. Right. Um, you know, grab up a couple of pizzas and take them to the squad room yeah. and say, yeah. hey, this is for you guys. Help yourself. So but really, it's just being around. Being there, yeah. There, and there's probably not a. Uh, instruction book or a manual anywhere that tells you do this a b c d and you'll be a good chaplain it's more just sort of that impulsive right in the moment uh spur of the moment kind of stuff where 
I mean, just being aware and being a blessing. That and, you know, I mean, there are opportunities if, if they're going to the range, if they're having a range day, you know, you might ask, hey, do you mind if I tag along? Maybe I can, okay. you know, pick up brass or maybe I can So you I can, can get in some. on that kind of stuff. Yeah. In, really? Wow. In, in most, most departments. Yes. Um, and being yeah. a chaplain gives you that inroads. Like yeah. A normal citizen. No, a normal citizen that. couldn't do that. But being a chaplain, gotcha. you know, you got access to that kind of thing. Yeah, say, hey, I, I, I'll stay out of the way. I just want to... I just want to watch and observe. Maybe I can pick up brass or yeah. maybe I can, you know, load magazines or, okay. you know, reset targets or, or whatever. I, you know, I'll, I'll be there to do whatever you want me to yeah. do. And you're just hanging out with the guys. Right. And, right. you know, you, you initially you shouldn't be, you know, you shouldn't be put off if they don't pay a lot of attention to you. Right. Um, you know, you just kind of, uh, you just kind of worm your way into their hearts, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, just just by being there, they, yeah. you're there. They'll catch on. That, yeah. That you know you're you're just there to to be a part. As long as long as it's uh, consistent and and you're right. I mean, if they only ever see you once a year, that's not going to do much. That good. that's not going to work. I mean, yeah. you've got to you've got to be consistent at it. Of course, ride-alongs are very important. That's okay. that's what I emphasize really more than anything is is just yeah. you know getting in a car with with somebody for you know, half a shift or, you know, two or three hours during the yeah. day or, yeah. you know, two or three, four hours at, at night on a Friday or whatever. Sure. Um, just, just being there. And, you know, that's a whole, a whole nother, you know, discussion as far as, uh, you know, how to conduct yourself when you're in the car and, oh, yeah. and, and all of that stuff. Well, and I imagine that as kind of a side note here, if, if there was a guy who was seriously considering this in their local town or, or city or whatnot, you'd probably open, be open to them contacting you and asking oh, absolutely. some of those things. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, we'll I've probably been, put your, your, a way to contact you. Yeah, I've mentored a, a number of, of uh, you know, guys that have okay. called and said, hey, how, how do I go about yeah. this? Okay. We'll probably put your email or sure. something like that, get that from you and yeah. put that in the notes so guys could reach out to you. Well, let me ask you this then. What... Who who do you who would you recommend considering this? Who who what what makes a good chaplain? What's what kind of person should be looking to do this? I think somebody who uh, it's tough for young guys with families. Mm-hmm. Now it can be done. Both of the guys I've mentored are you know they've still got kids at home. Okay. Um, I was fortunate. I got involved you know later. Okay. Um, in in my life, my kids were pretty much grown. Gotcha. You know, they didn't. If Dad was home, he's home with him and Mom. They were out doing stuff, so yes. it wasn't yeah. my not being there wasn't as big an issue. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but it, it it needs to be somebody who who really wants to commit to it. You okay. know, um, my perception of you know going to different chaplain trainings you know around the nation. Uh, so many of these guys are, you know, are older guys hmm. who just, you know, seem to, you know, be there to, to wear the jacket that says chaplain and have a badge and get some free donuts, you know, right? Cool. Yeah. You know, you gotta, it's gotta be somebody that really wants to be, um, in involved okay. and to be real honest with you. Um, you know, it's gotta be somebody that can. Uh, that can tolerate some worldliness, foul, some yeah. ruggedness, some, gotcha. 
some worldliness, some yeah. carnality. These are lost men. Yeah. Um, it can be a very vile environment. Mm. Um, the fact that you're a preacher or a chaplain is irrelevant to them. Mm. They drop the F-bomb left and right, and they don't even know they're doing it. No. It's just part of their vocabulary. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, every now and then they'll catch it. Oh, preacher, yeah. man, I'm sorry. And that, or, that's the officers. That's not even criminals that you're right no that's the officers officers. yeah yeah Yeah, that's that's the officers and but you know you've got to you've got to go in understanding that yeah and also i think you've and i tell guys this if you think you're gonna get in a car and and preach to them Mm. you know that's not gonna happen Mm. you know you are in in their office that's their office it is yeah and you know you can't be overly evangelistic mm. you've got to let those opportunities come to you yeah in all of these years i've never i've never instituted or, or uh, never instigated a gospel conversation okay now they they those conversations have come to me gotcha and i've had a number of them yeah but i've never gotten in somebody's car right and began that conversation because that's that's their you know that, that's a sure way never to get in a car again that's so you got to have some patience there they don't want somebody in there hounding them about the yeah. about church and god yeah. and all that a lot of those guys they, 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 they won't even want you in their car in the first place, but the, the watch commander will say, hey, you know, what they would say to me is, hey, so-and-so needs some Jesus. And so, you know, he would reluctantly, yes. you know, I would, I would ride with him. All but right, fine. Uh, over preach. time, yeah. over time, I mean, it got to where they, they were fine. They right. welcomed me yeah. and I'd, all I'd have to do is text them. Hey, you mind if I ride with you tonight? No, that's cool. Go ahead. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And so, but it, you know, it was slow going at, at the beginning okay. and, and I understood that. So you got to have some thick skin, probably somebody that's got the schedule that would permit them to, to do this consistently. Absolutely. And then also you got to just have a certain amount of patience yes, and, sir. and waiting for those opportunities to come along. Yeah, that's helpful. I appreciate that. Well, what about this? What, what is the process for becoming a chaplain? How did that work for you? It's different in different uh, different departments. Okay. Um, the size of the department has a lot to do with it. Uh, my process is very simple. I just went in, um, filled out some papers so they could do a, a background check. Okay. okay. And they did a, a brief background check. Mm-hmm. Everything comes back fine. And, you know, I was I was good as gold. Okay. Uh, for for other guys, I mean, I've got a pastor friend in, in Colorado right now that has been approached by the Highway Patrol about being okay. a chaplain, but it's like a year long process. Really? Wow. Getting approved for that. Wow. And you know, in some other departments, I got a friend that's you know a chaplain in San Diego, San Diego PD, and you know, again, that's a long process. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, we're in a town of 20,000 yeah. people, a department, sure. you know, 44, you know, officers when we're full staff, which is never. Right, right. Um, but it was a very simple process for me. Okay. But usually it's not, you know, it's not anything more than, um, you know, a, a background check. Okay. And you may, you know, you may, you may have to interview 
maybe with if they've got multiple chaplains and they've got a head chaplain, you may okay. you may have to do so, go through an interview process. Yeah. Um, but it, it just it's different for different gotcha. departments. Yeah. But it's not as extensive as it's not like you have to go through the academy no, to become no, a no, police no. officer. You don't it's have just, to do a psyche bow. Right. Yeah. All of that other yeah. weird stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So you did mention, you know, it took some time. Uh, you had to be patient, and eventually some of those opportunities started coming to you, and God began using you to, to influence these men, to, uh, to reach them with the gospel. Do you have a story or two of how God's used you in that capacity? Sure. Um, you know, I, I honestly have a number of, of stories, sure. I think, of, of one... Uh, one of our dispatchers, her name was Nora. Okay. And she just showed up at church one day. Really? And so my wife and I scheduled a follow-up visit. And, you know, Nora was, was Catholic and had been Catholic her whole life. She was probably in her 60s at that point. Mm. And, you know, Katie and I went, sat down with her at her home. And, you know, it was probably a couple-hour visit that we had with her. And, you know, eventually had the opportunity to, you know, lead Nora to the Lord. That's great. And uh, uh, we got to see her baptized. Um, there was uh, our head evidence tech at the time. Um, she, uh, this was kind of a tag team deal. One of our, our deacon's wives babysat oh, okay. her. Oh, yeah. Uh, children and gotcha. so she was was working on Allison right and then you know we just her and I developed a, a close relationship and um, you know I'd helped her through some some family things some marriage things mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so I remember it was uh, on an Easter Sunday when uh, she came and and got saved gotcha and about a year later, her husband, who was previously in law enforcement, was but was no longer in law enforcement, um, developed a really serious intestinal uh, situation that, that almost took his life. Oh, wow. And previous to that, he had been visiting with Allison on occasion. Okay. And so I got to go, you know, to the hospital, and I knew he was being discharged that day, and so I went in, just we just kind of small talked a little bit, and and uh, I said, Alan, let me let me ask you something. Um, had this not turned out mm. the way it did, mm -hmm. and you had not survived this, mm -hmm. do you know where you'd be right now? And he said, Yes, I do. I said I'd be in hell. Wow. And so I got to share the gospel with him that day at the hospital and lead him to the Lord. Wow. Um, shortly after I became the chaplain, the chief's wife started visiting Fellowship Baptist. Okay. Wow. And uh, she had a profession of faith. Okay. Um, but her husband did not. And so she just kept coming, and then eventually he started coming. Your the chief. Uh, the chief. Police the chief. police chief started coming. And... Um, you know, just Sunday mornings, you know, he would hear the preaching mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you could tell when I would show up at the, 
the PD, his attitude toward me was different. Mm. Um, the Lord was doing something in his heart. And I remember we, we were in a revival and he was there, uh, him and Donna were there Sunday morning and they were, they were back and she was normally a Sunday night person, but he wasn't, right. but he was back Sunday night. And then Monday comes around and I see him walk in and he's by himself and he's got a Bible with him. Huh. And I knew something was up. Something happened, yeah. And so the invitation came and that night, I mean, he made a beeline for the altar. He was just broken. Wow. And knew he was lost and needed to be saved. And uh, so I got to uh, lead our, our chief to the Lord. Wow. Um, on another occasion, it was a, a, I think it was a friend day or maybe an Easter Sunday, our uh, uh, under sheriff uh, got saved. Okay. And wow. our, the, the gentleman that initially got me introduced to the police department, his name was Chris. I remember one day I was in my office and I heard somebody knock on the door and it was him. And he came and said, Preacher, man, I, I, I need to be saved. Wow. And so, wow. Um, you know, right there in my office, I, I led Chris to the Lord. And, wow. Um, you know, all, all in all, we've been able to reach right at 20, all or parts of 20 first responder families. That's incredible, uh, though. If you think about that, you might have reached some of those, just maybe through door knocking or whatnot. But if you're hidden away in your office all day, in your study... You're probably not going to reach all those. Humanly speaking, you're you're probably not going to reach those individuals unless you're getting out in the community. Well, and that's you know anybody that's heard me preach or heard my son Tyler yeah. preach um, knows that we are very passionate about that. Mm. That that is just part of our that is part of our church DNA. Yeah, yeah. is uh, getting involved in the community, whether it's right. through a civic organization yeah. or. Uh, coaching youth league, right, or right, whatever. Right. Get out there and get involved, and and build relationships with right. people. Relationships, and you know, you'll 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 be the person they come to. Yeah, when when they need somebody. Yeah, that that's just that feels so different too. Because I imagine you've probably knocked on all those individuals' doors over time. If you guys are out knocking doors. But unless you've got that relationship with them where you're on the police force with them, you're out there rolling up your sleeves, so to speak, alongside them, uh, you're, you're probably not even going to reach them even if you knock on their door. No. You know, and they, chances they are you're going to knock on their door and you're going to wake them up because they worked a nice shift. There you go. They're going to be mad. <laughs> That's not going to fare no, well. No, no. So, yeah, it's, it's all about, I mean, reaching cops is all about Relationship, relationship building. Yeah, I mean they're they're the most. Um, what's the word? Proper word? Untrusting or mistrusting? Whatever the word well, would sure. be. Sure. I mean, look at what they do. They it, the, their life depends on not trusting anybody. Yeah, exactly. They can't trust anybody, yeah. and so uh, you. It takes. There really is something. It's it's unseen, but there really is a blue wall, mm. and you don't get behind that wall. Gotcha. Easily. Yeah. And if yeah. you get behind that wall and you you betray a trust, 
Mm. You'll never, you'll never get back there again. And I, I know for a fact that they have tested me early on. Really? They, they would, they, they tested me. What did, to how, how did they just, do? just by telling me something. Okay. And then seeing if, you, you know, if I shared that with anybody mm. and, um, so when you say betraying a trust, you're talking specifically about uh, sharing information. Here, here's the thing about about the chaplaincy is, and you know, from the time I started, um, our chief understood this, our captains understood this, that anything they tell me mm. is private. Mm. So don't don't ask me. Yeah. Because yeah. I won't tell. Yeah. It's very confidential unless. Unless they are a danger to themselves right. or to someone else, right. yeah. then anything they tell me, yeah. I'll never discuss with a chief. I'll never discuss with, with anybody. So if you've got loose lips, this probably isn't the job. Don't. Plan. Don't do it. You're going to just hurt things. I didn't go home and talk to my family about it. I didn't talk to my staff about it. Mm. I didn't talk to other officers about it. Mm. Um, because once they begin to feel comfortable with you. I mean, they, they'll share just about anything. Yeah. And, wow. you know, it's obviously any nothing illegal, but, you know, sure. just struggles they're having with their yeah. marriage or yeah. with their kids or with their family or a lot of struggles that they have with, you know, policy and changes mm -hmm. and, you know, just gripes. Because I would rather them vent to me they go home and vent to their spouse. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that yeah. just ruins a lot of, of law enforcement marriages. And there's enough pressure on law enforcement yeah. marriage. But really, that's, you know, that's what, it's given them a safe place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's helpful. It, the Predator, any other thoughts? I mean, anything else you'd add to this that you'd like to say that didn't quite fit in any of those categories or... I would just encourage, you know, guys to think about it. Right. Um, you know, obviously, you know, them and their, their wife needs to be on the same page yes. that, yeah. you know, it could be that, you know, I get called out for a death notification at two in the morning or, okay. um, you know, they may need me. And, and obviously with, with your pastor, if you're on staff, uh, you know, we, he need to understand yeah. that, you know, I may get called out of the office at, you know, two in the afternoon, mm. you know, to make a death notification or, um, you know, whatever. Has that ever interfered with church services for you? Not, not really. There was, uh, I've only missed church one time mm. for anything law enforcement related. Mm -hmm. And that was a couple of years ago with all of this George Floyd stuff going on. Gotcha. Um, we had a, a young group of millennials in town that wanted to do a, a march. And our chief, I think, was very wise in his approach. Um, he said, well, why don't you let us walk with you and we'll block traffic so, mm. so nobody gets hurt. Okay. And... Um, he called me and he said, Preacher Man, I, I really think it would be uh, important for you to be there as our chaplain, as our spiritual leader, so to speak. Sure. So I really think that would be important. Yeah. 
And I mean, it was going to be on a, on a Sunday afternoon that would that would go into after church started. Yeah. And I wasn't scheduled to preach that night. Tyler okay. was was scheduled to preach that night. And so, you know, I called him, talked to him about it. Yeah. Uh, called a couple of deacons, said, "Hey, here, here's here's what's up." And you know, they didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. So that's really the only time that I have. Gotcha. In all of these years okay. that I have, and I could have said no. Yeah, sure. And yeah. maybe early on, you know, years earlier, I would have. Yeah. But at this point, Tyler and I were in the transition process, and he was, you know, taking care of, you know, half the preaching load mm-hmm. at that time. And um, so, you know, I, again, I, I talked to some key people about it, and, and they didn't have a, a problem. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if you've got a, a couple hours in the daytime, you know, right. again, you need right. to talk to your pastor. You need, you know, maybe if you're the pastor, you'd need to talk to your church leadership. Right. Um, you know, this may take a couple hours, you know, during the, during a day. If you've got a day off the church, you might, you know, your wife might let you have a couple hours, mm-hmm. you know, but, but she definitely needs to be on, on oh, board yeah. Yeah. with, you know, with what it, it's going to take to initially get this thing off the ground and 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 get it get involved. Yeah. Okay. Well, again, I'd I'd love to put your email in there in the show notes so guys could get a hold of you, and ask you some of those more Absolutely. specific questions, and maybe if they're trying to do something like this, navigate some of that those uh, those obstacles there. But yeah, I I appreciate you talking with us about this today i think this will be a good idea for some guys to appreciate it i hope so love to help somebody get started yes sir absolutely if you would like to reach out to brother prater directly and get a little bit more information about how you could effectively be a chaplain for your local police force then you can find his email address in our show notes at the bottom Also, if you'd like to put out another question to us, something you'd like to hear on the show, or you have a question for us directly, feel free to reach out to us in a couple of different ways. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook backslash not the pastor, or shoot us an email directly at not the pastor podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And until next week, we are not the pastor.